and I must keep running, running, and 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 welcome back to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast, episode 373, where me and my man Jason will be going through a bunch of Marvel books, also a lightning round, and for the first time, I believe, on the Marvel side of things, we're going to be going through our $25 do-or-die pull list. We'll figure that out, and we'll explain it when we get to that. But before we do, go over to the Twitter and follow us at WS Marvel Comics. Also, then go to our website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com. Go to our Instagram, Weird a Science Comic, and then go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdscience, where it's the beginning of the month. So if you sign up now, you don't get charged. You won't get charged the whole month of February. By the end of February, if you decide that you don't ever want to pay, Quit before the beginning of March and you'll never get charged. You can use it all as a free trial. Again, patreon.com slash weird science. One of the things that we do each week on that is our Patreon only picks of the week show, our spotlight picks by the badasses, the Get Fresh crew, uh-uh, and the two books that they pick to be exclusive to the Patreon. Uh, one big one, Fantastic Four, Reckoning War Alpha number one, a book that I did like. And then also Savage Spider-Man number one, which is a comic book, they say. That's about the bit of it. But with all of that, we're going to get into all of this stuff. We have a big podcast here. Again, I hope everybody enjoys it. But I'm going to take it away now. Go off me and Jason starting off, as we usually do, with Amazing Spider-Man. All right, and I'm here with Jason. What up, Jason? Hello, Jim. Hello. We have a bunch of books uh, this week, right? That's true. There are books that we have. They are books. That, that's probably the nicest one. They've got, got pictures and words and, and staples, all the things. I read digitally, so no staples, but still everything else there. We'll get to these. But we're going to start with, as we always do, The Amazing Spider-Man. And this might be one of my favorite books this week. Again, the bar is low. Uh, as we go, but I, I get the idea that Zeb Wells, starting off the Beyond stuff, you know, came in, did some important work. He went off a bit, and everybody got to play their little games. And then he comes back to pretty much say, "Okay, everybody, let's get to the real story." Enough, enough nonsense. Here's yeah, what's going and on. so yeah. when we get to this stuff with Zeb Wells, especially this issue, you get some big things that we wanted. Mm-hmm. We want it all along. We see an evil Beyond and Maxine Danger. That's what also. But it almost feels like it's out of nowhere in my mind because of the goofiness that we had with some of the things. But I'm glad we're here. I'm glad that we're doing some things yeah, leading on. This seems to be the team they, they use when they want to have the, the serious stuff. The Zeb Wells and the Michael Dowling. He, he does you know, the, the serious words and the more serious pictures. Yes. And so and we get, you know, uh, a new character, Queen Goblin, all these things going in here that it's pretty cool. Again, though. I kind of wish that some of those other things with the Cody Ziegler and even the uh, Kelly Thompson stuff and the Saladin Ahmed, all these guys would have been a little more character work to get to here because I 
kind of feel like we're leaving some things behind. Not behind, but okay, now Ben is ready to go. And like you said, it's almost like the characters are like, oh, Zeb Wells is here. All right, we're going to actually do some things. So I do appreciate that. So I'll try to remain on that positive tip. But this is The Amazing Spider-Man number 88. Eric Lindros, and it's written by Zeb Wells, art by Michael Dowling, as you said, colors by Brian Valenza, letters by VCs Joe Caramagna. Ben Riley is a clone of the original Spider-Man Peter Parker who was in the hospital after a grueling fight. Luckily for New York, Ben has taken over the mental Spider-Man backed by the Beyond Corporation and their head of superhero development. They might have to expand that title after this Issue Maxine she Danger is ambitious. Yes, and Ben has access to all the things your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man could only dream of—a swanky apartment that he shares with his girlfriend Janine Godby, an upgraded Spidey suit, and the brilliant support team led by Marcus Montpelier. Ben defeated Doc Ock and recovered a dry box stole containing Beyond's darkest secrets. Ben read the damning information and gave the drive to Janine, who escaped Beyond and went to Mary Jean Watson for help. Ben also shared what he. Learned with his therapist, Ashley Kafka, but was interrupted and captured by Maxine and Beyond Security, who were eavesdropping the whole time. They wiped Ben's memories surprise, of surprise. the encounter yeah, with Ock and some more formative memories as well, accidentally, and are now prepping to reactivate Ben as Spider-Man. Their plans for Kafka or Marcus, however, remain as mysterious as the red pulsating contents of Maxine's mysterious jar. It is not a euphemism. No, and, no, it is. Yeah. And so when you get that, I'm wondering if the jar bit's going to be what Marcus, I don't think Marcus is going to get out of this unscathed, especially oh. with what they did with Kafka. It seems if you get put in a cell and beyond, you're going to end up. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not really Marcus's fault. He did have a, you know, a criminal with a knife to his throat. I think, what did you want him to do? She just seems like she doesn't want any sort of explanations now. And, and she's full out now into. We've been trained this whole time to see Marcus as, yeah, sure, he works for the evil corporation, but he's not really into the whole evil part. He just kind of needs a job. And again, you saw Kafka. The only reason she went there is because of Ben. And now it seems like she has been turned into something different. Yeah, she's been uh, she's been kind of a lateral move for her. She moved to a different department. Yeah, yeah, she has. And again, the uh, the idea of superhero development, you might want to put slash villain there for Maxine as well, who... Is trying to figure out what went wrong. She's going through with the people, but we see that she is, you know, evil. I mean, she's pure evil with this whole corporation and get a little expanded deal with that. But the big deal when she's talking to Ben, hey, you know, are you okay? What's going on? Yeah, okay. Goes, talks to Marcus, goes down and then talks to research and development where they have made this Queen Goblin. And you end up seeing that it's it's Kafka. So the whole big thing of that is how is this going to work out? What's going to happen? They don't happen say here? that explicitly, but it's it's got to be. Yeah, and actually, I didn't even think I was a dummy by the end, and and you even said I'm like, yeah, I, I was going to cut before. Yeah, I'm so much of a dummy, but you end up where you do get the deal with Marcus, where you do feel bad for him, especially at the end when you realize, okay, and read it again, like, oh, you're you're done. Poor, you're going to end Cody up. Cody Ziegler. Yeah, yeah, he's in big trouble. Where Maxine's He's like in big, big trouble. And and even with that, you end up having him like trying to explain, you know, she had the knife to me. She ended up running off. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. What not? Am I am I in prison? He did try to send her a signal, but she was busy doing other evil Maxine Danger stuff, so she ignored it. So it's kind of her own fault. Yeah. And I think that part of this might be covering up tracks as well, especially when she goes to what looks like her superiors, things like that. Now, 
you end up where you do have Mary Jane. Yeah, that's the board. They're kind of scary. Yeah, and they also they also mention the assessor, so we get confirmation that the assessor is deeply tied in with all this. Yeah, nonsense. so the stuff with Miles and stuff like that is involved as well. So you end up where you know Janine and MJ. MJ sees this. The okay, I, I have somebody that I can take you to see, and you end up you know going with that. The problem is, is this is going to go through. You know, the channels of we're going to go to the bugle, we're going to do these things. It's going to take too long. They even spell it out. Mary Jane says this is something that needs to be dealt with right away. And they're like, well, you know, we'll reveal this stuff, but it's going to have to go through this. I guess what I guess the other option would be to go through Captain America. That would have been a little faster, probably. But they go to Glory Grant because Robbie is kind of, you know, on a sabbatical deal and she's put in charge. But they have to, you know, check the facts and things like that. By that point, I think Beyond grabs that or they have inside deal. And, and so I think that that's the play where it's not really going to get out to the public. It yeah, is all the deal. A, a fugitive now. She, she has to get something to happen quick. Yeah. And so then you go back to Ben and he's going to go out, you know, on the deal. And so this is the deal with this guy. He's like, hey, you know, Ben, you're heading out. It's cool. Us nerds winning now. And Ben's like, well, what the hell did you say to me? And he's like, you know, like you used to get bullied yeah, in school, like you said. Uh, he doesn't remember doesn't that. Remember. They, he, yeah, he's not up to bantering with, no. the, with the staff anymore. And I think they're seeing that idea that I thought was going to be the deal where they picked out some of these memories. And, you know, the Uncle Ben with great responsibility, uh-huh. with great power deal. Uh, and now it's like he doesn't even have that deal in him of, okay, I was a kid, I got bullied, and... Right, he's he's all power, no responsibility. Yeah, that's all it, it's doing, and we see by the end, they really jerk move by the end, but this guy's like, all right, whatever you say, Ben, this poor guy, all he wanted to do was have Ben like, yeah, buddy, we're gonna take it to the streets, all right, high five, and he's like, what'd you <laughs> say? He's like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. No eye contact. But this poor guy... This was his moment. He didn't have it, but you end up again continuing with Janine and he Marcus. He thought they were buds. Yeah, he thought they were. And yeah, that's the deal where they end up with, okay, like what's going on? They know the drive is at the bugle, but this actually ends up being Maxine. She's the type that, you know, glass half full of awfulness where she's like, oh, mm-hmm. you know what? This is kind of good. We can get the next phase going and whatnot. And by the way, you know who Jason Halifax is? Right, this is where she kind of gives away the evil plan, as as they do. Yeah, and he's like, no, no, I don't. And she's like, well, what happens is when these superheroes get involved, everybody forgets about the bad stuff. This, this right, is the just, details just kind of get glazed It's the wag-the-dog right? dog deal. And they, they, they blow everything up, and what happened there before it was blown up, who knows? It's all blown up. I mean, this is a political thing where they say, you know, hey, a president, he's in trouble. Hey, start a war. And nobody remembers stuff, and they go with that. And yeah, she says... Nobody cares about stuff afterwards. They're more involved with, you know, the giant explosions. The heroes come in. It ends up being able to, you know, grab the headlines and things like that. Um, but you end up having Marcus go, well, I know what you're talking about, but superheroes won't be enough. You're going to need villains, too. And she's like, oh, I've already worked yeah. on that. And I, I just like, Marcus, shut your mouth. Like, you're you're in prison now. He doesn't realize. <laughs> but he asked. I love to go out of here or whatever. She's like, yeah, I'm going to close the door on you. By the way, I'm going to go off because we have a queen goblin in the process and looks cool. I mean, especially they give her the glider, but they said they, they made her with some substance from the, 
the sins of Norman Osborn. So that's yeah, there's stuff that was coming and ended up getting taken out by the Sin Eaters. So they ended up being able to grab that essence and put it mm-hmm. in her at one point during the whole deal with the Sins deal. We, you were wondering, okay, did Norman actually get rid of those? Did it come back? It's kind of a weird play, actually, but they end up using it. And so most of the stuff, it's kind of a funny deal where Ben has gotten all the seemingly good stuff or a lot of it taken out with their woodgy woodgy machinery. Mm-hmm, and in the mm-hmm. process on the opposite, you end up, which we think it's Kafka, I think it's pretty obvious by the end, but she ends up getting all bad things implanted in her, but they're not really hers. And they even play off, which kind of played out like Starship Hulk, kind of the smashtronaut of the idea that they're able to juice up her anger. They're able to kind of put her in it and it says yeah, that it's almost like a remote control where they don't control her directly but they kind of give her suggestions as to where to aim and what to be aiming exactly at. it's almost like you know if you go to dc things like a psycho pirate type deal that's we're dealing with over there right now what they can like get her furious and put now she's furious she it's almost like that anxiety you know you don't know and the first thing you do she's angry okay there's ben i'll attack him and things like that but Things go wrong right away where she already has the mace. They end up giving her the glider. She gets on and then seemingly kills everybody, it seems. That's fair, these techs. I, I would hope oh, that they yeah, survive. I, but I, hadn't, <laughs> I hadn't noticed that little detail. But They might be napping. We'll, we'll say they're taking a nap. <laughs> sure, they've had, a, they've had a rough day. She just blows up the room and, and goes out, and then you get that full, you know, Quentin looks cool. I mean, it looks great as she's flying off with the mace. She has her glider. She's yeah, laughing Kafka's it up. Yeah, been working out. Oh, yeah, she's working out. She's laughing. Somebody told her a joke. I, and, and so... A little bit of a skin condition, but other than that, yeah. That, yeah, she's going, and yeah, so we go to MJ and Janine, and they're, you know, waiting. Yeah, they're, now they're inside in the office, kind of waiting for uh, to hear from the people upstairs. And here they are in these in front of these nice big glass windows overlooking the whole city. <laughs> All it is for them to kind of be there. It makes sense. They're waiting. Queen Goblin just ba-boom shows up and like, are you here for me or her, says MJ. And Queen Goblin says neither, and then you see the drive. So they're like, oh, my God, we got to get the drive. I don't know if this thing has a USB port or what, but I think I probably would have made a copy of it. Yeah, usually it would. Uh, maybe the playoff, and it's hard to get the timing of everything. Maybe it was like, oh, my God, I saw this. Let's go. But MJ's smarter than that. You would think that she yeah, would I have mean, done that. Yes, she was waiting in MJ's apartment. At the end of the Black Cat one, so... Maybe it was taking yeah. too long, and like me, you know, getting an update, you just, you're not supposed to turn <laughs> off the computer, and you do, it causes you problems. Yeah, it could be. Uh, but you have Maxine, oh my god, I, I got a note here, she's still talking, she gets a call on her deal, on her wrist phone, and uh, says, oh Marcus, Ooh, I'm gonna have to go, and he's like, well, you know, can I have... Boom, slammed the door and locked it right there, <laughs> yeah. so he, he is... He even uses the, uh, the internet phrase, am I being detained? Yes, Marcus, obviously. You are being, being detained. detained. You're in trouble, buddy. I think that when you next see Maxine, she's going to have that jar with her and there's going to be problems. But you end Could up be. with this big attack there. They had sent Ben out. This is what they were talking about. This is what Maxine said. You need to have this fight. This will be the headlines. This will cause. Right. This will cover up any other. It distracts you know, everything. Something it's a on, on page 7B about Beyond Corporation. Everything else will be about. The big fight between Queen Goblin and Spider-Man. What this also does in the long run is, ooh, Peter's not going to be so happy with Ben, and Ben is not himself here. His memories uh, have been yanked out. Some of the formative 
nice things, why he is a hero, why he's doing. He pretty much seems like he might just be the bully, and he does come in and attack. But even with that, you get some quips. You, you don't get it quite right away. Like, he comes in, he's like, hey, what's going on? Did somebody sell outrageous? Or, you know, all this stuff going on yeah, as that he comes was, in. That was kind of regular Spidey yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's doing the regular stuff. And he's there, he's dodging this Queen Goblin, but when she sees, you know, you have this. And- yeah, they, they recognize each other. So that's the little, little pause and they're quipping and they're fighting when they, they kind of come back to themselves just for a second, just to let us know that there's still something in there. And so again, that's the deal is you don't know how much Ben lost, but you also don't know how much has been overdone. We don't know what's going on in the in Yeah, she says Ben's. the name, Ben, and he goes, I, I know you. And then they just, you know, say, and then he makes a joke. Oh, you're Clifford's big red dog, right? All right, let's say. Mm-hmm. And so was he quipping or does he? It's very odd, the whole deal with that. So I don't know if the idea that this drive could be where, because they did say he has a lot on this. The drive, the key to getting his memories back is that sort of thing that you could uh, then put the, in the, the machine. The drive is just the MacGuffin that would let the whole world know about all the they bad They have that, that, but remember, does. some of the things in it seem to be even more about him and why they knew stuff. It's weird. I'm just wondering, like, how he's going to get his memories back if, if he does by the end. But you end up where it's a big fight it, it going on. It could be a little, like, a memory donation from Peter. I don't know if that works. And you end up, up having to steal, or maybe he's like, well, I'm going to start my new memories now. We're going to start a new journey, but... You have all this big fight going on. It's very quick. And you're going back and forth. And you do end up having, you know, Ben really concerned of saving Janine, who runs and grabs the drive and is going to get attacked. And, you know, you have all this stuff going down while you also have Maxine at the point, which is one of the bigger things in this whole deal, is her going to, you know, the board and and seeing what is really happening behind the scenes. And She's not exactly doing the greatest of work, it seems, and they're kind of pissed off at her, right? I mean, they end up and Yeah, she- I mean, she thinks she's got it all under control for like 95% of this issue. She thinks she's got it fine. She's managing the board. She's managing Maxine. She's, I mean, she's managing Ben and Janine. She's got it all under control until, well, the, the drive gets smashed, which is what she wants. And then she thinks that, okay, we're going to wrap up this fight. It's going to be exactly what we want the headlines. And then Ben scoops up Janine and just pieces out and leaves Goblin there with MJ. With MJ, yeah, and that's he doesn't not care good. about MJ. He's got his lady. That's Peter's lady. That's Peter's problem. That's not his problem. And earlier you saw where you have the address to the board, and it's in this you know time jumping deal at the very beginning where the board's there and they're the shadowy figures and. Hey, you know, this drive can end up screwing us up. No, no, no. Don't worry about that. You know, it's all on me. She ends up and it's a funny deal. It's like that, you know, boss deal where she's like, listen, if anything goes wrong, because we're starting the second, you know, division, this is the stuff that starts up the villains and gets the making of a villain in in the Goblin Queen. I think that we've already seen that they had paid off the UFOs to start out the deal because you needed that villain for Ben to come in and. Right. We had we had Doc Ock figure that yeah, out. Yeah, and that is what end up, you know, that's the big deal with Peter puts him in that coma. So that's the pretty much up until this point was pretty much like the worst thing that you can say they did because they're also making senient sandwiches and talking goldfish. So mm-hmm. so at, at, at some point, we're going to get the two Spider-Men teaming up to take down Beyond. The problem, though, is what happens when he finds out that Ben left MJ cold. I mean, this is bad by the end. I mean, this is not something that Peter's going to 
be very happy well, about. It's, it's going to be hard to come back from, but I mean, you, you can blame that on Beyond messing with his brain. So I, we'll probably get a scene of Peter being angry about that, but then... I'm almost thinking that this is the way you get Ben out of the book then, because Peter's going to be coming back in a, a month or so. So I, I don't know what or how or whatever, but it's going to be some trouble. Now, again, you already had Goblin Queen say that she's not there for Janine or MJ. You end up having the thing. So what does go on and what do they end up making this? It might just be her flying off. She's fulfilled her mission. But Janine, or Maxine, uh, Ma- Maxine, Maxie is very confused that Ben is not saving Yes, MJ. what did he say? That's it? the only place where it kind of goes off her plan. That's where suddenly, the first time in this whole series, we see her looking concerned. And I think that the big thing here, the play, is because, yeah, by the end, and again, you ended up having Maxine say to the higher-ups, listen, if anything gets messed up, you can. it's all on me, and then goes off and just says that, Hey, if you mess this up, it's all on you. So, you know, it goes downhill. Uh, But at the end, like I said, I think the play here is they're going to try to like, okay, pull her out. You don't need Goblin Queen to kill MJ. Now, with that, though, we've already seen that she's not really playing on full terms. She ended up destroying when she got the glider and killed some people already. So I think that's a play, but I don't think anything happens. I think she does end up just going off and. You know, now we're going to have to see the idea of what they're going to do, the Beyond Corporation is going to do with Ben, because he didn't act like a hero now. And, and but it's the, again, everything goes back to them screwing up and how they end up, what she's going to do to remedy that. We will see, but we have a Bay issue and then an 89. So we'll end up being able to deal with that. But what did you give this? Yeah, I thought this was a, a, a really good issue. I thought it advanced yeah, like the it. plot. I thought it really, the, the characters all made sense. I thought it did take me a second read time through before I got the idea that that must be Kafka. Yeah, that was a challenge. I liked, I liked that, uh, <laughs> I read that it little once. twist. So, yeah, I, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going up as a little higher than, than I started. I'm going to go all the way up to an 8.8 out of 10. I'm an 8.5. I liked it. And again, it's important. And it, 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 we were waiting this whole time. All I needed yeah. to see was that Beyond it's, it's was full out to it. Yeah. And so, Maxine, you see where the other point in this where I think Zeb Wells does a great job, it's not just Maxine being like, oh, I'm evil, I'm this. There's people above her, and she's put her you know, ass on the line so she can get desperate. She may get real wonky now because of the idea where she's got to make sure that things get cleaned up. Yeah, we're starting to see the connections. We're starting to see... We can have a picture of what the end game is going to kind of be shaped like. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's I, going I do somewhere. like that. And then you have, it's a cliffhanger that you might roll your eyes. I don't think MJ is going to die, but it is a Probably classic not. cliffhanger, though, that you want to you want to see how it works out at least and see what's just, going just on. Just don't bring it to the bridge. It, you don't want to see that. You might even again. get some crazy deal of Black Cat, Cap, and Spider Man showing up here. I mean, maybe that'll it'd be weird, but I mean, we see Black Cat on that little preview. Exactly. Page. So that might be the deal. They might be watching her as well. Because remember, she even says we have to watch Peter. Maybe there's that little network watching things out and they come and grab her. But also, I like that we have to, like, how's Kafka going to go from this and what's going to happen? So I, I think that it's one of the more important issues. Um, so we're getting, I guess, this Dot Bay issue is going to be a Jeff Thorne issue, which is. An interesting writer to pull in. Yes, the Green Lantern deal over at the uh, DC and did some of the tie-ins, I believe, in King and Black that I was not really fond of. But we will go to the next issue of this first section, and it is Shang-Chi. 
Shang-Chi, number eight. It is family of origin finale. Yeah, wrapping up this whole arc, Yep, Yep, and so it's written by Jean Luan Yang. Art by DK Ruan, Truana Pharrell, Colors, and Letters by BC's Travis Lanham. This is the end of that artist colors team here, where we're going to go off with a new artist in the next arc. Uh, it That's says right. at the end, but here we go. It says, Shang-Chi has taken control of his father's cult-like organization, but changing the five-weapon society and his family's evil ways hasn't been easy. From apprehending his own brother, the reappearance of his long-lost mother, and his own sister conspiring against him, Shang-Chi has uh, been in over his head with family drama, or dramas, they say. And to make matters worse, his grandfather, Chieftain Xin, has launched uh, the latest attack. Now Shang-Chi must learn the secrets behind his grandfather's motives if he hopes to save his family. And yeah, this kind of ties up real quick in the deal and then sets up the idea of, oh my god, I gotta go save my mother from my grandfather and things like that. It ties it up, but also... It also continues. It's not really a whole new arc. It's like a new chapter in the thought it was weird. I know you want to put the finale of the arc, but if you're starting it out, you almost get the idea, oh my god, the book's ending? Oh, that stinks. Because it felt like all along that it should have been a mini series up until this point. It would have made sense at least. But it's continuing. Yeah, well we'll see how that goes from Yeah, here. so pretty much you end up having you know, twist on top of twist of the whole right. idea of we trying get to get the double agents. You have also you get Sister Dagger Esme, who I do love, but really all this is is yeah, I, I think fun. she's the best part of this book. I think she's the most. When she shows up, she's great, and I like when she goes because you know all hands on deck. There's this big battle going on with the you know betrayers and the people who are trying to take down Shang Chi, and she shows up and says, "Listen, I really hate your guts still." I'm, I will not forgive you this easy for what you did with Brother Saber, but, you know, we're family and this is part of the deal. So let's go and you even see part of her dagger society, which I thought was pretty cool. But she ends up and again, the whole deal of this, you know, twist on twist and who is good, who is bad and all that stuff. It's fine. And you end up seeing that through a fist bump, which I always enjoy as well. So all, you know, everybody's on Shang-Chi, at least his sister and things like that going on. They're all on his side. But in the middle of the fight, you just stop that. Let me tell you, oh, yeah, son. That was crazy. <laughs> I mean, this fight yeah, so is just going the fight on. It's still going on. And, and mom says ah, they kind of go off to another room. I guess they're still fighting going on elsewhere. I didn't even really follow how. Mom and Shang-Chi got together by themselves in a room. Yeah, I didn't either. I don't even know what that was. There are some weird things that happen here to just kind of get this going. And that's where I think you end up having some of the, you know, wonkiness of the pacing and things like that. Yeah, it's it's kind of clunky. It is. It is clunky. And even with that, I mean, the idea of the the grandfather and all this, it's just thrown at you at this point. We had the setup. But it still felt just like it was thrown at you just to get to that next deal, to get to that next. Uh, I didn't and mind. Again, a, a lot of this background story, it's similar to the movie story, but spun a different way. Like there's like the, the there's one big attack that changed how the father looked at everything. But in the movie, they kill his wife. And in here, the attack fails. So it's, it's you know, they're, they're kind of trying to go along with the feelings of the movie. But not the and details. I did, and we haven't even. It's Zelon who is the other sister that the mutant deal that we thought. Why would she go against him? It felt weird, right? So she's sister staff, the mutant one who does the funny musical stuff, and so it looked like she was a double agent on the side of the bad guys. 
And we saw that she used her magic physical music to kind of tie up some of the guards. So she didn't kill anybody. And in this, she tricks the, the bad guys into running into a room where they get trapped by the soldiers of yeah, it's the, the dagger. It's the dagger society. So that's all that, that this so is. So that kind of wraps up a lot of the bad guys, you know, being trapped there. I don't know why. They had to go to another room for that. I don't know why the dagger soldiers couldn't come into the first room. The only reason I, I think know. is because when we say, oh, my God, when did Shang-Chi and his mother go? I think that they just remained in the first room now that I see it. You have to get those guys out to fight so you can get, oh, let me tell you a little more history of how things went. It's a little yeah, clunky. I mean, we still have in that first room, we, we still have at least a Iron Fan, Lady Iron Fan and Somebody mm-hmm. else in the mask. They I don't up, they're like, is. whatever. I guess maybe eventually they go off because That's when you shut the, you shut the door because when they run in, you end up having Esme break the flute staff. Obviously, Lon, she's like, oh my god, my flute staff, you jerk. Oh well, Not come, my flute come staff. and catch me. And she runs into the room and then Zilan after her, but then she runs in and you end up seeing where Esme's kind of doing the, the trick where she's hiding so she can shut the door and then everybody gets attacked by the dagger clan fist bump. But yeah, you see, like you said, we don't have to go into it that much. You do end up having, it seems like Jin Luan Yang is going, okay, I had some setup here. Shang-Chi is different in the comics than the movie, but let me try to twist and turn to get it at least recognizable. If you have seen mm-hmm. the movie, you end up the portals, all these things going on and the idea that the grandfather here came to get his daughter and the kids off of Shang-Chi's dad. And Shang-Chi's dad ended up revealing, well, yeah, I'm kind of evil, but everything's for the Five Weapons Society. Right, so they they have this fight, and then the mom walks in on the fight between her dad and her husband, and they're both, take my side, no, take my side, but he's a bad guy, but he's a bad guy. We will rule together. No, he's a jackass. And it turns (laughs) out that... uh, the, the, I guess the twist is that he wasn't just shipwrecked on that island by pirates. He planned to go there the whole time because he wanted to steal some stones to build his own gateway to Tala. Yeah, he wanted to go to Tala. And and that's, that would- that's what he's built. He's built this, this magical portal gateway, and they fight in front of that for a while. And the mom takes the side of her dad. Like, she had broken away from her family, but now she sees, oh, husband's a jerk. I'm going to take my kid, and we're going home to the island. And then we see Shang-Chi just kind of wander in. I don't know. He was just up late or something and heard the noise. little kid Shang-Chi walks in. Yeah. We kind of get like a Lex Luthor Superman type deal where the grandfather is going to be real pissed because we find (laughs) out that I, that's out is from Shang-Chi. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, And that's the big thing is the grandfather is like, come to me, kid who's never seen me before, but I'm your grandfather. I'm the good it's, guy. It's like the, the you know, who's gonna who's who's gonna get the puppy? Yeah, come this yeah, way. No, yeah, come this yeah, way. That's I've all it is. For you. And this is yeah. the way that you end up having the grandfather. But before that happens, we have the fight between the grandfather and the dad, and they get whacked. So the 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 portal has been kind of knocked screwy, and we see that it's connected to well, we find we know because we've seen what happens that it's connected to the negative zone because that's where the mom ends up. So it's all kind of it's it's like the the TV tuner's gone the yeah, wrong channel. Yeah, it's gone the wrong channel, and you end up where you're trying to like, oh my god, the Playboy channel. I can kind of go half you channel right. here, it's and oh my goodness, the negative oh, zone. Goodness. And so you end up even. I like to play. The grandfather wouldn't know that's the negative zone, so he's like, oh my god, it's to a dark dimension. It's a negative zone, like you said. We know what happens there, and the mother saving her dad. Like, he's going to go through it, and right. she kind of jumps and gets, gets knocked, knocked into in. it. So that's the deal. And then when little Shang-Chi comes in, you do have him see this. And then his dad says, 
Take that guy. He tried to take you away, and your mom's gone now. And, yeah, when you end up having the grandfather go away, you do have him yell then, like, you're just like your dad. I'm not exactly sure, but I guess Shang-Chi just pulls this random glowing orange test tube off his dad's lab table. (laughs) I don't know why he picked that up, but, you know. And throws it in his grandfather's face and messes up his eye. Yeah, that's how he got the mess. And then, up. yeah, he, he calls his his uh, grandson the very image of evil now. And then we we find out later that, uh, well, the thing is, the mom's telling the story, but she's in the negative zone for the last part of this. At least that's my understanding of how things ended. From whom? Yeah, who, who does? This? She's like, I, well, I think she that that's what happened. She has. I mean, the only people who they remember are the the husband who's dead. The grandfather or her, her father, who she hasn't seen until just now when he tried to kick their ass. Yeah, no, she wouldn't but know. I don't know why. And oh, and by the way, Shang-Chi, the reason you don't remember this is because your father must have cast a spell on you to make you forget all the bad stuff. Uh, the get rid yeah. of the bad stuff spell. Uh, it's so cool. But she says that and goes, well, and, and he doesn't like, how the hell do you know this? And Oh, she, no, she just goes, yeah, I kind of gathered that uh yeah, and yeah it, it almost seems like one of those panels that got thrown in at the end once he realized oh hey she wouldn't know any of this crap she came out of the negative zone right to him too it wasn't like she was gallivanting around like how does she know this i wish that they showed that she could still see through the mirror the other side the portal she could have been there and you even have like shang chi running yeah, off the, going the, mom mom yeah, the and insects kind of dragging her away as she sees like bad out. stuff and even have the dad say shang no shang you can't go there You'll you'll be sucked in, you know, we we can't save her now. And that would also be where you could even have the idea where the dad's like, Oh, I, you know, I better wipe his mind of this because of the idea where he's gonna think I didn't try to save her. It would work right. way better. She could have been there dragged away. This one panel saying, Hey readers, just don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, and then, then so weird, like at the very, very end, ah, your dad must have cast a spell yeah. on you. And then we think the fight's all over, but oh I guess they noticed, oh, there's still some pages left to fill. So uh, King Wildman takes his Yeren root, not, again, not a euphemism, and puts it on Red Dot. Transforms well, we'll see him. what happens here. So this, right, into, and then the magic mirror thing that used to work on the Yerens doesn't work on this one because he's got a shiny arm, I guess. But you know what does work is a dagger shoved in his arm. Yeah, that, that works. works. This guy has gotten more daggers to the eye than anyone really deserves. And I'm telling you. He's had a rough time. The idea of this, too, and, and when you get to everything's going on, I'm like, okay, it's okay. We're going to, you know, we're kind of forcing this in. The minute that you get that story and the mom says, hey, I don't know how I really know this, and you got the spell, if things go wrong. I mean, it really does because then you get, okay, you have these bad guys. They want to take down the Five Weapons Society. They have gotten Zilan, all these things to set up. And then at the very end, when the jig is up and gone, right. now, the guy just so says, they I, have... I want to experiment here. You're in root on him. I, I did, why would he even do that? Why are these people not tied up? I mean, we have had time for this whole story to be told, right? Yeah. yeah so yeah. they had all these, they were out, they outnumbered the villains like 30 to 1. This should all be done and in the prison cells and tied up or something. But no, we need to have this other thing happen. So in the uh, distraction caused by Yaren Root, Red Dot Guy, uh, King Wildman grabs the mom and holds her hostage, goes out on the roof. Well, we don't really see how they get onto the roof, but they're on the roof. And uh, yeah, Grandpa opens up a portal. He can do that without the stones, I guess. And you know, off they go. He, he socks his grandson in the gut real hard <laughs> once. And, <laughs> and then they're off. 
Yeah, and then if you look, I, I guess then at the end to be continued, you end up having Red Dot. Now he's not fully transformed. Now he just has an arm. I no, that's I that's King that, Wild Okay, I, okay, that's is that's, yeah. okay. That is him. Yeah, so he goes. Yeah, off. I, I think Red Dot is uh, he, he got caught. I think the only people who, who went through are the grandfather and the mom and King Wildman. But then the the plan is explained by. I guess that's Sister Staff, right? Who says, my guess is Chelan Island. But I don't know why she would know any of this stuff because she's been a mutant in Scotland and the well, lock all this time. she knows like islands, you know? That's but her deal. But we need to know that they're gonna, the plan is to bring, they take the one portal to the island where there's another portal to Tala. So that's all it's going to end up being. You do end up Marcus Toe coming on, but yeah, it gets real wonky. And, and that is a very bad ending to what? Even with that, if you go through this whole deal, which we like the book, the idea of Shang-Chi versus the Marvel Universe versus the Avengers, that ended up mm-hmm. kind of just fizzling out to get to this ending then. And then everything's forced to an ending here. I think maybe what they said was, Gene Luan Yang, hey, we got to get this more in line with the movie. Let's get things going. Let's deal with Tello. Let's do that. Yeah. It seems I like think, it's I guess too the, late. the first part of this arc was just to kind of introduce Shang-Chi's place here. You know, get a lot of guest stars to get some people to check out the book, and now we're into the actual yeah, plot yeah. that he wants and to this tell. This is eight issues, and it's a little long to just force stuff at the end. But what would you give this? Yeah, I mean, it's it's not awful. It's the not art awful. looks pretty good. I like the beginning. It's, I mean, when they're fighting, yeah. and I I love where Zelon and Esme give the the fist bump because this has been the play all along. Absolutely. Yeah, the 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 double agent or the triple agent that was that and was pretty so good. So if you look but at just, that as just ending the, that, you're like, okay, but then to get the stuff like we said, it continues on. The stuff to set up the next deal is is so long. Yeah, it has multiple things shoved in to make stuff happen that doesn't really make sense so i'm, I'm at a six and a half yeah i think 6. i'm a 5. six i think i'm a six which is sad because i do like this book hopefully this is just a force deal and then we get on with a better story with yeah, the next it, it issue. looks like uh, brother saber's back at least on that that picture we got at the end so we get to see how he's doing after his whole, see what the Avengers did. I have a feeling they're just going to be like, well, let's go get him back and we'll get going forward. So, uh, especially with Esme and stuff where she says, I won't forgive you for him. So you kind of got to get them in line. And also with uh, Zelon saying, well, I see that, you know, when you did turn him over, that showed me you're a real leader. You put family above things, which is weird because this book is so based on family, but that showed that he's a better leader. I think the Avengers are going to go, he's clean. Have him back, and and then we'll see how it goes. Well, we'll see. Yeah, Shang Chi is going to give him some promise. You know, I need to borrow him. I'll give him back, or I'll, I'll give you my word that this won't happen. Something like something that. Something like that. So we'll move on to the versus lightning round. We only have one, and oh, you're going to be versus head to head. Yeah, head to head. You're going to be going mono, alone. Mono. You're going to be oh. fighting alone <laughs> because it is Kazar. And I ended up when we were getting, and I have not been feeling well. Dancing with myself. Yeah, really. And I ended up like, now I tried. And this is a book where if you hadn't come on the podcast, I would not be talking about it still because oh, don't blame I me hated for this. it so much. But we ended up having it, and I thought that it was nonsense. The badasses are going to yeah, riot. Really, yeah, really. Seriously. But we're going to have you go against yourself to give us a lightning round deal. Uh, and I'm going to hit the music there, and you get a minute or so to tell me the blurb and the score okay. you'll have a ding at 10 seconds till the end i promise i promise not to ding i explaining to people here we go 
Ladies, gentlemen, poly scions, we've done it. We've gotten through the final issue of Kazar, Lord of the Savage Land. Zack Thompson has said that his goal was to, quote, radically reimagine one of Marvel's oldest legacy characters, and I guess he's done that because Kazar is now a Swamp Thing, healed by the power of pollen to become the Avatar of Harmony. He passes a charisma check and, in a single panel, convinces the hordes of poly scions to turn on their master Domovoy and reduce him to a pile of bones and, I think, automatic transmission parts. Now everyone in the Savage Land can live together in relative peace and harmony, and no global warming, because Kazar is no longer Kevin, and Matthew gets to pick himself a dumb new name, 4 out of 10. Yeah, it's it's bad. This this whole series ends up where... And very good. That was really good. Uh, yeah, the, the old deal, I don't know. Zach Town is not my favorite. I'll tell you that. Hey, I, we, we had some good discussions there in the Slack chat. Yeah, so yeah. If actually, you're not if online you're, there, yeah, come join yeah, if us. If you're on there talking about the whole deal with Dumavoy and what that might mean and the whole deal, I think that he was just being a pretentious prick and ends up at the end just throwing things in there and like, hey, this is what, when you have to go at the end, like, hey, this is what it was really about and all that, that means you didn't tell a great story in my mind. And I just, I, I thought that I don't think anybody's going to reference this ever, except that yeah, maybe. I saw he, uh, Zach Thompson has a, a substack, or everybody has a substack, and he says that he was hoping this would lead into an ongoing for Kazar, but alas, it did not. Yeah, well, well how many people on that substack? Oh, well. Can you tell if you, when you go to substack how many people oh, subscribe gee, or do they have it? I, what, it, it? Three are on there. It's too much for me. I'm telling you, I don't want to be mean, but I, I can't stand them. I, I, everything I read from them is a slog of I, nonsense. I haven't, I haven't seen a, a hit yeah, from them so far. Yeah, yeah, no. So, hey, good luck at Substack, jerk. <laughs> I don't know why I'm mad at him like that. I'm just mad at that book and the idea that, you know, some people were do, But also the idea, too, that I'm looking at the reviews, and it is one of those things because it's so pretentious and so out there that people have to pretend they like it, I think. Just because they think they're smart by doing that. I don't get it. I thought it was ridiculous, but that's just me. But we're going to go off now after that. We're going to go to the next section of books, two more books. And in a surprise doing, our $25 Ooh. do or die pull list, something that we'll explain when we get to it, but something we do over at the DC podcast as well. So we'll be back with that in a moment. All right. And we're back. I, uh, I'll apologize for being a little down. That first section, but in the meantime, I ended up getting a coffee and taking some NyQuil. And this will fix it because we have the thing. This will cheer you <laughs> up. Oh, my goodness gracious. Happy-go-lucky, blue-eyed Ben Grimm. Is anybody reading this, do you think? And I'm being I'm being dead serious. Do you think that anybody is reading this book? It's, and it's it, the thing. There's got to be people who collect the thing. He's one of the most beloved characters in the Marvel Universe. Everybody you said loves collect. Him. I said read. <laughs> that's I, true. I, like, and that's the thing. I think that basically we could walk down our streets and just look and for somebody who's so confused that they've wandered in the traffic. And then I'll be like, maybe they read it. Here's a book for you. This book, it, is it possible? We have two more issues. Is it possible that any of this will make sense? I mean, in the point where you'll go back and reread it. It's hard it, to see how. I don't know how. Because I mean, even a reveal the, of anything. I, I was thinking about this, and the, the, what gets me is that in most books, and I'm going to explain fiction to you here, hey Jim, you have a cause, and then you have an effect, <laughs> and they're connected. Yes. Like even an Amazing Spider-Man, right? You see that, that uh, Ben Riley got his brain messed with. And now, as an effect of that, he's kind of an a-hole. Yes, right? so we, we see got they, it. They it work. Whereas the thing, you have a lot of stuff happen, but it's none of them are connected to anything that happened before. It's just event, 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 event. 
And so you're saying we're only getting a fact. We don't know the cause. And that, that's the thing with that. Also, I'll say that the arc so far in each issue barely has a beginning, middle, and end at points. But the whole deal of this, in my mind, you're playing the swerve angle. And I, I talk about this a lot in, in all the, the podcasts or whatever. But the idea of starting out something, it, it, I'll go give you an example if you're reading DC. And I know that might be annoying to people. But the idea that this is as wonky or maybe more wonky the than that deep target. Yes. Yeah, the deep target book where you have to have like you have Walter Mosley, who's a fiction writer, very popular, very, you know, grandmaster guy. Yeah, grandmaster. Right. But in the comic world here, I don't know that you're trusting him enough to get that. You have to. You have to put full trust in him. And so when you end up at the end, if there's a swerve at the last, I'll give you the other writer who had a very big book at Marvel at one point, mm-hmm. but then went over to Tom King, where you end up having these things now at this point, his fans can trust him that they know at the end there's going to be some sort of swerve. It may even be ambiguous, whatever. I can't enjoy each of these issues not knowing what the hell is going on with the hope of saying at the end it'll all tie together because I don't know that. And also that doesn't make the reading now any better. And so with that, if you are interested in this, don't buy it in single issues. Wait until the end and then, you know, have at it go unlimited unlimited, or if you want to get the trade be. But look into things and look at some reviews, maybe even listen to us to see if it actually kind of tied around or whatever, because the individual issue reading is is just, it's bad. You, you end up having problems. It's the thing, number four, I'm telling you, it's like, it is such a, a <laughs> chore. Here we go. Such a chore to go through. Written by Walter Mosley, art by Tom Riley, colors by Jordi Belair. I, I'm also saying that if you weren't on the podcast, this would be out too. I think that uh, there wouldn't be a podcast. Everything's <laughs> angering me, letters by Joe Sabino. It is the thing, the next big thing. Ah, <sighs> part four. A mysterious. I'm t- I didn't. I have not read this. I don't really read the recap going into the issues until we get here. I know that this is going to anger me, and it's going to be so convoluted. Well, the thing is, not. I, I try to you know go to my summary. What happened so far? Remind myself, and it would be you could write a full two pages <laughs> of text because it's just event, 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 and we don't know what's important and what's not because it just keeps happening. I still think that kid's a watcher. A mysterious being named Mod has sinister plans in store for the thing. First visiting him via a apocalyptic dream. After breaking up with his girlfriend, Alicia Masters, the thing was approached by Calixte, the avatar of a matchmaking service, who paired him with choreographer Am- Amaryllis de Jour. Amaryllis was soon kidnapped. Actually, Flower sounds like I'm telling you, Amaryllis du jour sounds like something that like Bart would make up in The Simpsons to be some like alter ego. <laughs> Amaryllis was soon kidnapped by an obsessed fan who had been granted superpowers by Mott. The thing came to her rescue with help from a young boy named Bobby Specter. The thing was mm. then attacked Have by we the seen champion. His last name before? I don't think so. That's why I ended up either that's going to be a tie-in or might end up being a wall of sound producer. That ends up in jail <laughs> with wacky hair by the end. Oh, yeah. guy, oh my God. Elder of the universe. The thing managed to defeat the champion and imprison him in the Baxter building. And the, the champion refused room, to divulge, right? yes, divulge his motive <laughs> for the attack beyond saying <laughs> he was working for a third yeah. party. Oh my God. I, I'd imagine like the, the, 
the books and things around. You don't want to leave a kid in that thing. He also suggested that there is more to both Amarils and Bobby that meets the eye. Now, with that, Bobby has be been something. in the torture room all night. But Ben goes in and is like, were you here all night? Yep, I was. But yeah, well, what is going on in this? You end up, I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to do it. You do it. You tell me oh my what's God. going on in the quick synopsis as we go. And we'll laugh at some of the things because the art is good at, at points, like really classic art looking. Art is good, but I, I think what hampers it is that he has to get so much in every page that there's not a lot of room to let the artist kind of show off and stretch his, stretch his wings a little true. bit. It is true. When you end up having like that, that full page with the champion, that that, that looks classy, mm-hmm. looks pretty good. Well, but the stuff when we get to the moon, I would love to see more of the, the grand sweeping vistas there, but no time for that. But we start off in dreamland, I guess, and we see that in this dream, uh, you know, it's Ben versus Mott. He's had his arm cut off, and Mott says that all everybody you know is going to die and suffer because you were unable to be a man. So I guess we're getting that whole classic... He wants to be a man, but he's a monster theme, which we haven't seen in this this series, but you got to bring it up. And then I wasn't sure at first if this next scene, we then cut away to Alicia. So I don't know. Was that her dream? And now she's awake. Or are we still in a dream? I don't know. I don't but, know. So she's and in her apartment. It does look like it would be her dream. Because she calls but- out to Ben. And then she hears some sort of strange, strange language, I guess. And she feels a door that shouldn't be there. And now we get Alejandro back, who, if you remember Alejandro, he's the art guy who owns a gallery in Puerto Rico, who got into a fight with Ben way back in issue one. And now he's got a hood on like Mott, and he's got the crazy eyes. Yeah, and he's so got crazy eyes, all right. I wasn't expecting to see Alejandro again. You have and stolen then, my dreams. <laughs> and then we bad. cut away to Ben waking up in terror. So I wasn't sure if this scene was his nightmare. Or not. Like, it's I guess- all night. I actually, when I was thinking uh, nightmare and nightmare and dreamscape. Right. But then I, you we know, find it- out later that apparently this last scene actually happened. But we don't know that until the end of the book. So we see Ben is in bed with his uh, his new lady. and Mr. Sure. She says the most horrible things. So he's, he's feeling bad. He's feeling bad about, you know, he, he doesn't think he's up to this because he doesn't have, you know, his team with him. And he doesn't have... Uh, Alicia with him, and Amarilla says, you don't have to be the strongest, most powerful. You'll always win in the end, and I'm your girlfriend now. I'm your girlfriend, and I see you just fine. Which is, that's, that, you gotta get canceled for that. You gotta dig at your blind ex-girlfriend. Even before then, like, oh my god, I'm worried about, and she interrupts him. The blind girl? The blind girl? The one who don't oh, see? Oh yeah, yeah, you know, she has a name, jerk. Uh, Miss Dujour. And, and so when, when you get this, the idea of Dejour and the other the Bobby being something, it does seem like she's in this to calm him down at points and to keep him going as something. And we I get a clue later that she's got some weird powers because, well, we'll see that when we get there. And so we see the Silver Surfer just shows up. Apparently, between issues, Ben called the Silver Surfer, which it makes sense to call him because you've got this crazy cosmic guy in your sex room. They want to take care of him. You don't and, need you know, people in your sex room. You yeah, got to get I'm, them out. There's nobody allowed in my sex room. Just, when just somebody's me, tied up in there, me. that's the champion. You, nobody it's, else. It's, now, it's an interrogation room now. <laughs> we got to get it back to the torture right. slash sex room. But even then, the Silver Surfer shows up and you have this, you know, the, uh, the NYPD. Get off of the surfboard, sir. You're it's not almost, allowed to fly. It almost feels like this is a, a, a devil's rain. A devil's rain, deal, but it seems panel. like only it, one it panel. All, 
And then it's only just the idea that he's in like restricted airspace. All right, do, which did would you be really that? funny if if uh, Wilson Fisk tries to take out his silver. Yeah, server. seriously. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> he's going real after fast. Sewer server goes and he phases through the window and gets there. And now all of a sudden, boom, we're in the interrogation room. And uh, Bobby's been there all night just sitting on like a bar stool, chatting with this crazy guy still tied up. And the surfer is confused because Bobby recognizes him. And he also knows the real name of Watu the Watcher, which people don't generally know. And he's the specter. It'll be some wacky things. It'll just be some old... No, this is going to turn out to be a Reckoning War tie-in. You just watch. Uh, Yeah, oh, please. I I mean, who knows? (laughs) With that, I don't think there's a tie-in into anything. And yeah, the champion there with his belt, he's there talking trash. Everybody's talking trash. And then there's a strange panel where the silver... Well, be more specific, there's one particular strange panel where the silver surfer gets a heart appear over his head like he's just suddenly been glamoured or fallen in love with Amaryllis. I'm waiting for and the then, manga sparkles. Yeah. Or the, the sweat drop to come down as is uh You would get cheek. that she has this, like glamour power. Right. And the next the very next panel, he's got an asterisk over his head, he's kinda of shaking it off. So he she's got some sort of weird glamour thing uh, or something. And then uh Ben says, Hey, take this jerky out of here. Oh, but leave the belt behind and boom, next panel, that's all done. Ben's got the belt. Surfers, leave the guns. So, leave the belt. out of the book. Right. Leave no. the cannoli. Yeah, the cannoli <laughs> stays too. I just like the idea leave too, the real quick. Black Widows. You end up having Silver Surfer. He's like, okay, well, and he's shaken out of the, the trance. Oh, that's a matter transmitter in the belt in enormous range. I suspect you already knew that. And then it's Bobby who jumps in. Yeah, I kind of thought that. All right, Bobby. Shut your Look mouth. Bobby Spector. Then it's breakfast time, right? Who's making all this food? Holy moly. Look I at believe this. Ben can cook. Sausage, eggs. You got, I mean, this is a hell of a breakfast here. And, and they're just eating, right? And then they have the belt. Yeah. And hey, and this ben, is a crazy you know, thing. Can I see the belt? Yeah. Okay. You're a child. I will hand you this crazy high tech yeah. magic device. From I mean, one he's, the left, the, he's left this kid overnight in the rape dungeon and ends up now <laughs> handing him the belt that could actually teleport them to who god knows where mm-hmm. and then tells him not to touch it he doesn't he doesn't know this kid no. he's only known this kid for a day or so he, he met oh yeah here you go of a dance performance yeah here you go have yep, this so next Bobby thing you know or looks at it and makes a he looked at it wishing kind of and then we get these crazy cosmic twisty twisty color color scenes and bada bing bada boom they're on the moon because why? Well, because that's where the next part of the, the book takes place. So that's where they have to go. And yeah, there they are. They're on the moon. They're in the blue area. Oh, because of Uatu. And they just kind of wander around. It's Again, I would love some bigger panels here. Because it looks like they start off inside and they go outside onto the moon in a tiny panel. And then they're inside other buildings. And they come across these thousands and thousands of riot droids, I guess they're called. And it's confusing. Only one of them actually wakes up. It looks like Ben's fighting thousands of them, but only one of them wakes up. Why one? No, no idea. It just happens. And it slices the hell out of him. And again, he's bleeding. It does. I'm surprised to see where... that. Do we usually see the thing bleed? We, I think we blood? saw it at the beginning. Remember, we? I think that we talked about this before, that this has been a thing he's done in the one battle where we said, like, it's oh, weird, man, but okay. hey, we'll go with it. We'll go with it. But it is weird. I think that I even said, like, I think that he'd bleed dirt. 
but he ends up where <laughs> he ends up where this thing is. I mean, this thing is yeah, bad news, right? Yeah, and it ends and up shutting down. I'm not down. sure if I'm making this up or not, but there's this glowy thing in the middle of this riotroid, and Ben pulls it out and crushes it, and then, like a couple panels later, the droid or robot stops moving. Now, and we it, it, we show he has a hole in the middle where that thing used to be. So that thing is important. Is that the same as the amulet that Brusk had? I don't, I don't know. You, I, remember, you know what I'm talking about, right? It looks similar. I don't know why they're showing it to us over several panels. They show it to us. This is important. This is what makes the droid stop. He grabs it and smashes it in his hand and then ends up passing know. out. And then yep, the thing they, runs they out of juice. They around for a while and then he passes out from lack of blood. And then Bobby brings him a sugar cube with LSD on it, I think. And that heals him up perfectly. Why? <laughs> well, because they sit there and like, be- because hey, the next scene this. has to happen. Yeah, it's like, eat this. Oh, what if it's poison? No, no, I ran off and I read the computer and it had pictures and things. And I think this is okay. Plus, I ate it and it's yummy. All right. Eats it. And then all of a sudden, he heals up. And he's like, yeah, oh, man, I feel great. It's a video game. You had your magic healing. You're, you're, you're. Meta pack with a red cross on it, and now you're fine again. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, like you Barbarian said, you need him to be food. okay because yeah, and now you end up having the faceless one, Terax, and the berserker. Yeah, we turn the page, and <laughs> this author must just love these kind of old, rarely used, for the most part, silver agey, bronze agey characters because we get the faceless one who's been in like three issues. We get Berserker who was in only two issues ever. See, he fought the Avengers. He's some, like, ancient Earth guy who was buried in Vesuvius, and he just fights really hard. And Terax the Tamer in the middle is the most prominent one. He's been around a lot. He was a former Herald of Galactus. He was even in the first issue of the current Iron Man series as just your basic first goon to get beat up. But he's here, and they're about to fight. And then we cut away to Alicia's apartment. We see, oh, we're continuing the scene from before, so it must not have been a dream. And she's able to she's able to fight off Alejandro because he keeps making noise, and she's she's not so good at the seeing, but let me tell you, she's good at the hearing. Oh, you and mean the, that and, blind and the girl? Fighting. I get it. Yeah, and fights. <laughs> you know, and, you know, yeah, I love where he's like, "Hey, you shouldn't be able to see me. Keep talking, jerk!" And then bites him, and then a giant which is really light. the best cause and effect in this whole book so far it was right there. So yeah, and then there's a light that the blind girl can see, and Alejandro says. I don't have to fight you. And uh, this book is nonsense. <laughs> I no. don't even know and what's going on. Even, it's not even kind of the fun nonsense we've had in previous issues. I thought this was just kind of boring nonsense. Yeah, it was. Is, because it's just worst jumping from one place to the other and without anything. And then all of a sudden, like you said, yeah, Walter Mosley, he seems to like. And I've seen things. He's a huge Fantastic Four fan. He's mm-hmm. doing this. But you don't need to just have... You know, Terex, the faceless one, and Berserker show up out of nowhere, just on the moon. Like, hey, and here we are. We're going to put – like, you have to have some story none here. None of them are – I thought these were going to be more champions of the universe, right? That would make sense at the time. But I don't see any connection between any of these. And they, they mention that uh, – they ask, where's our champion? So I guess they're connected – to uh, and they probably want us, and, and what's they, his face? Yeah, yeah. And they just are going to be – give us the belt. Oh, looks like a wrestling match, and then they'll start fighting. I just, this book is is just it's all over the yeah, place. It doesn't make to wrap sense. This up. Ay, ay, ay. And and what do you? Think? It's it's funny if you go to. <laughs> I went to the the Marvel website, you know, to see what's coming out this week, and they have a whole list of all the books coming out this week. They don't even list the thing. They don't even list it. It's not even so there. It, it's so they even forget it exists. 
Yeah, really. Nobody. I who's going to talk about this in two months from after it's done? They're just going to be like, "Man, that was wacky." And it's going to. It's going to be one of those decades from now. Somebody has to make a YouTube video or whatever the equivalent is about this crazy issue you've never heard of from back in the twenty twenties. They're going to say then. I'm going to. I'm going to look into the future. They're going to say it's bullcrap then too, because it, again, if it at the ending, if you do get issue six, oh my god, now that doesn't help five issues of a slog, and but it just. It, it doesn't make any sense. I need to get something out of each issue. Like you said, this one's the worst because it's not even fun. You end up just going from place to place and confusing people, adding more things, and you haven't explained one thing yet. So I just I don't get it. I, I just I think that they wanted to get Walter Mosley into this. He probably ended up asking to do it because he is a big thing and Fantastic Four fan, but this mm-hmm. is nonsense. Uh, what would you give it? I'm at a four out of ten. I think I'm going to go the same because some of the art, like you said, it, it's a shame that it doesn't get to do more, but it's actually pretty decent uh, for what it ends up being able to do and, and stuff. So that the, is the that. Now I'm depressed reviews, again. The other two reviews on the roundup currently are a three and a nine. <laughs> and one of those is from our, our good friend, Mr. Gabe Hernandez. Yeah, Gabe, Gabe, I'm, I'm yeah. not going to tell you which one was which. but uh, A nine. I, I, how can I, I don't get it I even said when at the end We end up having our cover of the week And I had to go through them and I'm looking and I saw Just to point out the lightning round Kazar issue Lord of the Savage Land mm-hmm. They actually have a quote from a website That ends up saying it's not only You know the best Marvel book but the best Marvel Comic book going on I'm like Really that's what you think and uh, Rarely do they put those sort of things On a Marvel cover of an individual issue They're begging uh-huh. people uh-huh. to read that I'm I'm waiting for the next issue of thing maybe not because the, the covers are very unique and very but again i wouldn't doubt it because they have to convince somebody to buy uh, this book because i don't yeah, think the, it's the selling at all are, especially the covers have all been really nice yeah they are so we're gonna move on to well we're actually moving on to our do or die pull list i almost uh-huh. went to the next one i'm so out of sorts from that but what we're gonna do here if you haven't ever heard us doing it on the dc side of things we end up having 24 25 dollars for the Uh-oh, month don't change me now I'm like, it's a 24 dollars. we have 25 dollars for the month and we have to pick the books that we would do and get in a pull list just to kind of show you what we would buy but also you got to finagle things in because of the money so it's kind of a cool deal like uh, again i don't even know that you could fit the spider-man stuff in because too many issues come out in a month, and that would pretty much take care of all of that. But I'll let you go. What is your $25 do or die pull? Okay, let me get my spreadsheet out here. So, yeah, I can't go with anything Spider-Man, because even if it's only three issues a month, I figure that's that's like half your budget right there. So, I'm going to go with Ben Riley Spider-Man as my Spider-Man. Not going to go with Silk, not going to go with this other stuff, but with Ben Riley Spider-Man. We've only seen one issue so far. Seems pretty good, so that's $4. For Avengers, I'm going to choose Avengers Forever right now over the mainstream Avengers book. That seems to be the one that has some more fun. And that'll get me a whole bunch of other characters that I won't be able to afford in their individual books. So that's $4 for Avengers Forever. From the other ones, I'm going to go with two Jed McKay books. So I, I guess that makes them my favorite writer going right now. Yeah, because I'm, I'm paying $8 for his two books, which are Moon Knight and I'm going with Strange, which hasn't started yet. But starts just like a like a month from today, it'll be out already. So I figure like March is the time period we're looking at. So I'm going to go with Strange. I almost did that, but I had a book that I'll I'll talk about that I will probably drop to get Strange when it comes up. But I'm with you. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. So keep going mm-hmm. for my 
one one more individual character book. I guess my favorite of the rest is Venom because I'm enjoying what Ramby's doing. I want to see how it ends up, and it has. Like we've said over and over again, the Brian Hitch art in that is just outstanding. The, the best going in Marvel today. So that's Venom. And for my final book, I'm going to go with as a five dollar book to get exactly to twenty five bucks. Devil's Reign, which is still going for a few more months, and get that as my event book until whatever the next event's going to be. So I got $4 for Ben Riley, $4 for Avengers Forever, $4 each for Moon Knight and Strange, $4 for Venom, $5 for Devil's Reign, and that is $25 American. Yep, I'm going to have the same ending and some of the things, but I have Miles Morales' Spider-Man as my Spider-Man book. I, I was going to put I was going to put Ben Riley, but because we only had the one issue, but that can flip-flop because I did like the Ben Riley deal plus it's a limited series, so then it frees up some other things, but I do have Moon Knight, even though I haven't as liked it as much as you. I have it because I thought, you know what? If I'm going to do this, I need to have a book that's always solid. So I ended up putting that. One of the big things with this is with the Hulk, Venom just starting out. I haven't liked Venom. I knew you were going to put Venom on your list. I even mentioned when I said in our spotlight on the Patreon that I had a feeling I knew one of the newer books that you would put. But I'm not invested yet. But that could change with that. Same with the Hulk. And I almost put Thor. Mm-hmm. on my list as well because yeah, i have liked it but not enough the ones to on the bubble for me those are the last two i had to cut out but i end up swerving here a bit because of something else that i'm involved with and whatnot because i have star wars in, and i'll say miles uh. morales is for moon knight for star wars is for then i thought to myself okay i don't even like star wars the most of the star wars books but that's going to be the one that you're going to get the most out of but then i just added darth vader anyway so i have a i have two star wars books on my list okay stars and darth vader are both four dollars then like you i put devil's reign because that's a big thing that we've been enjoying and also the idea of it going and we're going to get a new daredevil series later and stuff like that so that'll be a, a big deal and then as my last one Almost like a bubble book where I thought, okay, what else okay. do I like? I have a guess. Uh, well, what do you think it is? I was expecting you to put Strange Academy on here. But no, you like it is books. not. It is no. actually Black Widow. I put Black Widow. Really? Okay. And I want to have this as an idea of how I can fudge the stats because that book rarely comes out every month. So maybe I have some money to play <laughs> with and grab it something else. But I ended up putting that and that's where... If I end up, like I said, Miles could change to Ben Riley. If I like the next Ben Riley issue, you have two in. I'm switching that. Black Widow is there until Strange comes out, and I will switch that up because I am now in a, a mode where I think I can trust Jed McKay and go with that. And again, Devil's Reign will end, and then we'll have a free spot there. Yeah, yeah Strange Academy, it just doesn't progress as much. Oh, okay, wow. I, yeah, that surprises yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, I'm waiting for that to really kick in again. I think that once you had all those delays, now it's going to end up having a second semester later. It's going to go away for a while. There's right, a lot of issues right. with that. With that, so And that's all. Because of Scotty Young doing the Substack stuff, and I hate mm-hmm. Fairyland, it seems. Yeah, I, but. I had looked at some of the X books because I know you're not reading those. I'm I'm reading some of those, and they're, they're kind of in a, a in between period right now. So some stuff is ending and then bringing up new stuff. If I was going to pick one of those, I would have gone with the Ten Deaths of Wolverine, which yeah. So the the lives and deaths, it looked like it was going to be related, but so far at least they seem completely unrelated. Where the the X Deaths of Wolverine is like a it seems to be continuing the main story of Moira McTaggart. 
And that's that's been a, the most interesting thread I thought from the whole Dawn of X Krakoa era. So that's what I would that's what I would pick. But it's 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 weird because it's going weekly between that and Lives of, and it's kind of a mini series. So that was I I couldn't see quite how to work that in, but. If I was going to go with one X book, I'd go with X deaths. Of and I'm telling you right now, if, if the actual Amazing Spider-Man was even two issues a month, I might have put it on there. I oh, yeah. might have actually even went with an eight dollar yep. deal. Uh, but again, I'm even looking. It looks like like the Bay issue that's coming out next week. That's a five buck one. So now you're really you're really screwing people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was trying to think. Well, maybe I can not pull this the Bay issues, you know, or the main issues. But then sometimes those are the big ones, and yeah, I almost went. I'm telling you, I almost went with listen, but it ends up being wonky. The idea, hey, Seb Wells, then this, then you start getting all these crazy, you know, Rube Goldberg thing going on (laughs) with my pull list. But I think that when you get to the actual Amazing Spider-Man by Seb Wells, you know, maybe we'll do the pull listing later as well. Mm-hmm. I expect that would be, be on my list. Yes, and go into the deal. And you you have some other things coming up. You have that Spider-Verse book that was delayed coming up, but I don't know about that. I mm-hmm. almost even, I like the Maestro stuff. That starts up next week as well, but I don't like it enough to take five bucks out of my deal. That's, again, that's kind of the fun of the pull list. You, you just make you have that limited deal. and. And again, with the Star Wars stuff that I end up having, that could easily be pulled back and say, okay, I'll give Star Wars a break for a little and go to something else. If an event or something goes, my big thing was, should I put Avengers Forever in? Because that that is a big deal. We have been actually enjoying it more than I thought we would, but I'm still not convinced because it's Jason Aaron. I haven't loved his stuff. So with that, it sucks not having a a Spider-Man Avengers, all that stuff going down, but we'll, we'll see. How it goes? I figured that for like my my value pack. You get your Thor. You get you get all your your Iron Man. It's yeah, it's the best deal to get all the characters and things like that. Except maybe sometimes with Jason Aaron, but Jason Aaron, you get side characters like Blade and Dracula and things like that. But we're gonna go to the last book of the podcast. That is a Chip Zdarsky joint here, Daredevil Woman Without Fear. It is issue number two of I believe three. Indeed. And it, it's written by Chip Starsky, art by Raphael De La Tour, colors by Frederico Blee, and letters by VCs Clayton Cowles. Wilson Fisk, the former kingpin of crime and current mayor of New York, has outlawed severe vigilantes within the city limits and deputized supervillains as the new team of Thunderbolts to maintain law and order alongside the NYPD. Now enemies from Electra's past are armed with knowledge of her very or every vulnerability, and Craven the Hunter wants his next trophy to be the woman without fear. And we jump into this. I don't know. I, I I don't know what you think. I didn't even ask you. Uh-huh. I thought this was down. I, I ended up being a little yeah, disappointed with this. It doesn't progress the story. This could be this could have been a two issue story. I'm, I'm thinking a one issue uh, oversized. To give away the ending, we end the same place we ended last issue. We get one little kind of reveal, and I'm not sure I entirely follow. But it, there's yeah. a lot of nothing going on, and a lot of it, it does feel like. A middle issue of a three deal that you don't have much to say, and the big thing is going to come in the issue three, obviously, but there's not enough here. And one of the things that I saw a lot of people upset about, and I wasn't as upset, but then when I thought about it, the idea of this whole deal, oh my God, I got to go and fight Craven, and I I think this might be connected more, and oh my God, Matt's going to find out stuff, but then we find out he kind of knows everything. And it's kind of like he already knows that, whether that's the play or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But the fight with Craven, 
it already felt weird to me that she was going to fight Craven. And then when you get the actual fight, it feels more weird to me. It just doesn't yeah, feel she, right. She went to fight him because she knows he has the file, but I'm not sure what is in the file to be revealed. I mean, she's we know she's Electra, she's a killer, she's killed a bunch of people, now she's trying to not kill so many people. It has to be something else because she he even says, like, oh my god, and I, I get this weird play, like she's trying to figure out what he does know, and when he ends up you know, oh, I'm going to tell Mad. You're She's like, oh, he already knows that mm-hmm. because she even has this thing. I got to tell you about this. Why is your heart getting? Because you see a lot of sweet love and continue yeah. from I the apartment, because, Mike. Because uh, yeah, Matt says, oh, your, your heart's beating faster. That almost never happens. I think, buddy, if her heart didn't just speed up a few minutes ago, I think did that something that way, very wrong. He threw he threw shade on himself. My He's gosh. like, oh my god, like that, and then somehow. In my crazy mind, I'm reading it, and he's like, oh, my God, I actually made up a thing where I thought he said, oh, I hear too. I thought she was pregnant. And I'm like, man, that was oh, fast. No. I'm like, holy <laughs> moly, you got that nuclear seed. That green goo that uh, it got, didn't just get the, the turtles. It got his uh, little swimmers. Really? Uh, but, yeah, then maybe he gives birth to turtles. But you end up where he says, I hear your secret origin of the turtles. <laughs> exactly. And that we don't want the secret of the ooze of oh, his. No. You end up where, again, he's like, what's going on? And she seems secret to tell him everything. She's already. Yes. So, so then when you go. And then I, I also love the idea. It's like, we've got to get going. Mike's going to be back. It's his apartment. I'm thinking like. <laughs> How long did this take? Like, is Matt like the 60 second man? I don't know don't what's know. going on here. But this fight with Craven, nothing that Craven felt off in his voice. No, they Electra, were, they I don't like Electra's and then voice. The cops show up. So Craven runs and he, he uses the word golden, which I guess makes Electra know he's going to go kidnap Goldie, who we saw last Goldie. Issue. Who I but forgot who Goldie was, and I have to go back to the first issue. Right. That's so friend the cops from college. Are there yeah. And, and uh, Electra gets shot in the leg. And then she beats up the cop, takes his gun, and we're not shown exactly, but it's kind of implied that she shoots the cop. Yeah. Which Yeah, it's it's weird. And yeah, we see we see a bang, we see we don't see the rest of the cop, but we see his hand, we see blood, we see he's fallen down. So I'm sh- I expect it will be shown next issue that the cop was not actually killed. Yeah. Or but. I mean the idea I said about Ben earlier and all that with the idea of, you know, a new Daredevil thing starting up and whatever, are you just gonna push the idea that Electra has I think she's been very popular as Daredevil and I would like a book coming out maybe Daredevils or whatnot, but it's a weird play in this where she has been so trying to be good now i guess mm-hmm. when you dress up and go in the woods all bets are off you you know that's, what happens in the woods that's my slogan i don't know same here and though you end up like i said craven's like all right well i'm gonna take you down but i know the secrets wait till matt finds out oh he knows everything and then just the big reveal well by the way i'm a thunderbolt as well and puts the badge on that really doesn't change anything with no, them except we, that he won't get in trouble we continue to get flashbacks like last issue but last issue i thought the flashbacks helped illuminate Electra's character where this issue they really don't we see yeah her talking to matt we see her get on a plane and aka aka Akka is there on the plane and she she murders them all to death yeah, and then she jumps out of the plane, and we don't know what, what how that scene ends. But this is a flashback, so we know Electra's fine. And then I thought the, I thought this one scene in the office building that comes up next was probably the, the best scene of the issue, where we see that where we see this is where Goldie's office is, and we see that Craven was there already. He's 
he's you know out up and gone and the uh the regular goon thunderbolts come in because they were alerted by craven so the idea is that craven set her up so that she would have to expend some energy here and be an easier kill later which you no know, as craven the hunter that makes perfect sense it does and so that was he right. leaves a note another coffee slash k Oh, man, he's been watching. So, yeah, she's worried about, obviously worried about Goldie. Now she has to beat the crap out of these Thunderbolts, and it's a good deal, but she's snapping necks. I mean, again, I, she is yeah, it, full I mean, out you can gone see insane. Right before she jumps out the window that they're both kind of still standing and kind of holding their heads. So they're not actually dead dead. That one might be slumped over. <laughs> I'm telling you, the one I, I hear, like the crack could be her hitting the wall, but she has got him, and hopefully, he just passed out. Sleeper yeah, hole, not next a page, crack like of the, the neck. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, she just jumps out. And then they but... go back to this this location she's already been. So Craven is just standing on the on the campus of Columbia University with a giant ass knife, and Goldie just tied up, looking like he just about to wet his pants. Because why wouldn't he? And then you see. Akka is either on the roof watching or Electra's gone cuckoo. Yeah, Maybe because she's she not looks there. like she I might be like not really there. Right, and... kind of hazy. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. right, so Goldie is pushed away and there are the super cops coming in and that's where Craven reveals, yeah, I've got permission from the mayor to do this. Um, I, again, I, I know the mayor's powerful, but I don't think you can give permission to just start They play stabbing this all dudes. the time, right? It's like, hey, look at me, I'm Craven the police officer now. Stab, stab, stab. <laughs> like and the idea too of it almost plays out before that when Electra yeah, I guess Electra sure, doesn't know when she goes to Goldie's here. office. Yeah. yeah, when she goes to Goldie's office, she says, Oh, I get it. Craven was here first. That alerted the police because there was a super villain and they no, it seems like he could have just called this in because he is one of the Thunderbolts. That big reveal though, in the end it doesn't do anything for me to be like, okay, how does this change the fight? All it does is now the troops will be with him. There's not going to be the cops show up. Craven is on the up and up to them, and they're going to go. There's got to be somebody on this force who's like, I, I, I think I got to change my way of looking at life here. I mean, I'm, I'm a cop. <laughs> I'm trying to do the right thing, and now Craven is on my day. Get out of here. I'm out. But yeah, it's it's the weird deal again. Like. Hey, I got this information about you. Matt's going to find out. Well, uh, Matt already knows. We end up thinking that it would be, you know, back to the hand, that sort of thing. Talk to the hand, they'll say. Uh, but what is the whole story here? I'm trying to remember way back at the beginning when Electra showed up. She's trying to recruit Matt to come and fight against the hand. Yeah, well, it right? was very, it was very ambiguous. Or did I just... That I she went to myself. stick. Well, with that, that's what you would think. And I think it's one of those things. There was a prophecy. Everything was with stick where she said, hey, I, I got to get mad. I got to get him on board. I got to do this. And you ended up having, well, you remember the prophecy. One of you has to die. And then you ended up having Electra say, well, I know it's not going to be me. And went off then. And so the whole play, and as we were going through the daredevil thing, Matt in jail, all that. The whole play in my mind, and I kept mentioning it in the podcast, was she ends up buying up, you know, Hell's Kitchen. She's the one who used the money that she stole from the Stromwins to buy up Hell. But all this was a ploy to get Matt on her side. Like she was trying to dupe him into, look at, I'm right. good. But then she went and thought, okay, I'll be daredevil. And then we ended up where, okay, I got to be good. I can't kill anybody or Matt won't be against me when I go and do the swerve and get him. Somehow along the way, obviously, 
she again realized that she's always loved Matt, but also that being good is not so bad. And she did become the dick. So Hmm. I don't even know now. I think that the play here might be that there is that prophecy deal. I think that Aka, Aka is the idea of, listen, you were supposed to do this prophecy plan or whatnot. Mm. This was always the case. Why aren't you doing it now? You seem to be too good now. And I think that they are trying to in this, like you see her shoot a cop, you know, maybe do that. I think that they're trying to rile her up so much that she does something so So awful that Matt does not want anything or I don't know. What do you think she actually told Matt? I I think that she just ended up saying that eventually I was going to trick you. And we were going to do this, but I, I love you now, and I I think that's maybe I I don't because know, but she was she used to be she used to be part of the hand, but that's not a secret, right? Matt no, that, I don't that. know, and and he knows so that, that she's secret. killed. That's what I'm saying. That it must be that she says, "Listen, stick I this deal. I was going to do this. I'm not going to do it anymore." But I think that you know, with that, I think they need her to kill Matt. They need to have something with this to go on, and I think that this is trying to push you that way. That's the only thing I can think of, and the problem is with this issue, I was really thinking we're going to learn more about what that was, especially with Craven, and then she just says he knows all that. We never get it. Plus, the weird thing, remember the last issue. Now, this is something that, it's nothing of the sort, but what we thought we were going to get. Remember, we thought we were going to get them as kids in college. We ended up seeing that Next up, and it seemed like, oh, we're going to get a flashback deal to see the connection of all of them. And we, we just get there and they got Goldie and off. So I, I just, it's a weird play. I thought that the voices were off a bit. And even the idea of the flashbacks, they, like you said, they didn't do as much as the last issues did, but they also ended up like kind of not fitting well in the progression and the flow no, of they, the story just like, as well. Thematically, it didn't make. It didn't seem to be making a point. Where last issue, every flashback made some kind of a point related to the themes we were seeing in the present. And this, these ones did not. So again, in this flashback, you end up where she's saying goodbye. She's kissing Matt. I love you, Matt. I'm going. My dad, I got to go mm-hmm. figure these things out. Smoochy, smoochy. And then when Aka shows up, does say, you failed. You were so close and you failed. That's where I think that that idea and, you know, hey, your father's dead. You think you're alone, Electra, that it's your lot in life. You'll never be alone. I'll always be around. And I'm always going to be in the shadows. And, again, what she failed, you know, with Matt there, I think, is, again, why she ends up showing up now. And, and we'll see. This is just me making up stuff. But I do think that it has to go with the idea that she was going to dupe Matt and then ended up. I can't do that. I love him. And also, I think that being good, a little better. And, yeah, so we'll see. Again. All conjecture, all made up. But I didn't like the voice for Electra in this. I didn't like the scenes with Craven, especially you go from the woods that you're just there in the woods. Mm-hmm. Where are they showing up, these cops? I know that there's things. It seemed like they were in the middle of nowhere, crashing off of a cliff well, almost. Yeah, I guess we see, well, but they did crash off the cliff. So with the, the sports car went through the guardrail. And I guess it's been a few minutes and. You know, someone would have seen that. Maybe. Seen somebody crash with the guard while they're going to investigate the accident. I was it's fine the, with that. I don't. I, the NYPD just showing up, and this seemed like it was way beyond that. It just felt weird, but maybe that's also set up to do that. I don't know. But yeah, by the end, who knows? What would you give this? I'm at a 6.8. I'm 6.5. Pretty generous. Yeah, yeah I'm I mean, 6.5. It's, it just it ends at the same place as the last one. Last issue, we ended in the woods. They were about to fight. Now we end on Columbia University campus. They're about to fight. And the only actual point was, 
oh, I already told Matt my secret. What that secret was, I don't know. Yeah. And also, hey, look, I'm a Thunderbolt. All right, Craven, whatever. You're still going to do the same Craven stuff. Again, that's a force deal of just having him being able to fight and, and have people on his side, which I don't think Craven would go for anyway. But, yeah, by the end, I think now with that, I'm hoping and I do think that next issue will be good. I think that Chip Zdarsky is waiting to play the hand. You know, no uh-huh. pun intended, uh, or maybe, but the idea that it's all set up, but that eh, doesn't make the second issue good that you end up really should have maybe had two issues, maybe even a little oversized one issue. I don't know, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm looking forward to hopefully this making more sense and being something cool. Uh, but with that, what is your book of the week? My book of the week is Amazing Spider-Man number 88 that I gave an 8.8. Yep, I give it to Amazing Spider-Man as well, and I give it an 8.5, so uh, we were very close in that. Now, who is your gem of the week? Boy, there's not a lot of there's good pickings for that this week. There's not a lot of gems, is there? I there are not the books, many. I tried to figure out, and the best I could come up with is Sister Staff, who does two things. She she does the double agent, the triple agent, and she also defends her brother's leadership style against Sister Dagger. So she's my gem of the week. On the the uh, this week's, I believe it is uh, the manga podcast. I actually give a high five the Ooh. gem of the week. So I'm gonna go fist bump, fist bump. <laughs> and if I had to pick the character, I'm actually gonna give Esme Sister Dagger you because are an Esme people fan. who have listened, if people who listen know that she's always a gem. <laughs> she, she's the go to for me. If she shows up, and this was it was tough. I started thinking, I'm like, all right, who could be the And there's not a ton of gem this week. But we'll end with what is your cover of the week? I kind of think I know what that might be. Yeah, there. I thought there were three strong covers this week. I always love the Amazing Spider-Man Art Adams covers. This one showed Queen Goblin, you know, a nice portrait of the new character. That was pretty good. I thought the Kazar cover was actually pretty strong. It's, it's funny because the art and inside on the cover in that book are so different. But my actual favorite cover this week is thing number four, which has the the Kirby-style collage where you got Ben floating in this weird zone. You see some fractals in the background. You see some vibranium. It's just a cool collage. I I like that old style. And you had mentioned even when they had that in the issue itself, last issue. So I I kind of figured that. Mine Mm -hmm. actually has a square of mine's Kazar. Lord of the Savage Lands number five. <laughs> the, I even the was two going worst through. Books of the week have the two best covers. Yeah, I even went through. I was even looking things that we didn't talk about, some of the X books and things like that, but they didn't really impress me much. But this is Jesus Saez. And yeah, you get a really cool deal that might give you a different idea of what the inside art is. But you get, you know, you get Matthew, you get the thing, you get Dumavoy. <laughs> looking at that, I'm, I'm already getting angry. Uh, but the cover looks pretty cool. So. There you go. That is it. Now, with that, we'll tell you what we'll be talking about next week. Two of these books will be on the Patreon spotlight, patreon.com slash weird science, where you can listen to that and a bunch of other shows. These are not to pick by the badasses to get fresh crew. Uh-uh. And here we go. Next week, we got the regular Avengers number 53, Assault That'd on Avengers Mountain. The regular right? Avengers. Yeah, the regular Avengers number 53, which, again, it looks like you're just going to continue that fight. At Avengers Mountain, but now with Namor involved in Jane Foster. So we'll see how that goes. We got Devil's Reign. We both have it on our pull list, number four of six. I'm looking forward to 
that and what we get from that. We also have Hawkeye Kate Bishop. Oh, my goodness. Number four or five. And it looks like they're running from the fire of the chateau in the background. Oh, the circus of crime. Oh, my God. Resort chateau in the circus of crime. So that's almost done. That's penultimate issue. Hopefully we have fun with that. Hopefully it's not like the thing where it just stopped being fun to even make fun of. But we have that. We also have the new Maestro World War M, number one of Five, that is the Peter David stuff that continues the Maestro stuff. So that's pretty cool. We have Moon Knight number eight on both of our pull lists as well. Jed McKay. Love and people, people love that book. I mean, holy moly, they love it. And the last one is the Amazing Spider-Man 88 Point Bay deal. Jeffrey Thorne writing. And it is the Slingers that are showing up the big thing. Hobie Brown is mm. the Hornet leading that team. So we'll see. Seems like even with that description in the cover, that it might not be real necessary, but we'll see. We'll see how it is. Maybe yeah, they'll have a Hornet book like or something later. It's not picking up on the important things we've been enjoying so far. But, it, you know, sometimes these side books are fun. We'll see. And the Hobie Brown Hornet thing that, uh, you know, really came to a big deal in the King and Black. So that's continuing from there in that world of symbiont, with, uh, that anthology type deal that Jeffrey Thorne wrote. So if you enjoyed that, you know, hey, we're going to talk about it. And we'll see how that is. But that's it. Thank you for joining me as always, Jason. Thank you, Jim. You have some curling to do tonight. And I don't mean you're sitting there doing your hair. Uh, I wish that it was. I wish that you ended up having uh, hair quite like the well, uh, I greatest do not American need hero. Any curlers. I, I <laughs> had uh, in college I had the biggest afro on campus, so uh curlers not really a necessary purchase. Yep. Yeah, one of my friends growing up, he he had uh, quite the head of hair that did have uh, a bit deal. We we played hockey. And it was so much like curly and, and just huge hair. It would stick out the ear hole and make me laugh all the time. Like, Look at you. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, so you'll be actual curling tonight. Which I is- will. Out on the ice. Skipping my team to victory, I hope. Exactly. Hopefully they have their brushes ready and ready to sweep that ice, right? Do, do you – are you the, the pitcher? Or is that the deal? Is that what they call I, it? I'd I'm like to skip. call the I'd, okay. What is the skip? So, is that the one who lets it go? So every, everybody, everybody throws two stones. So everybody, everybody does at least two stones. The skip kind of does the strategy and tells people what to do, and also throws the last two stones at every end. That's what I like because what I wanted to know. Now it's starting to make. I call them the chuckers. Is the regular deal, <laughs> but I also call the other one the yeller. And that's here. yeah. I do a lot of yelling. I ended up, it's so funny, know nothing about curling, uh, obviously, but actually have seen live curling, uh, Team Canada. And so with that, it was fun, and they were just screaming, and I loved it. I just like the yelling and all, I'm like, (laughs) yelling, like to to Olympic curling has already started. They had the first couple couple rounds already, even before the opening opening ceremonies. The, The Winter Olympics snuck up on me. I, I didn't even realize. And then, oh, oh my God, the opening service. So, yeah, uh, I, I always dig the uh, – I like the Winter Olympics more than the summer personally, but I'll have to check some of that out. But, yeah, curling, I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to take more NyQuil and get my electric blanket on, and I hope I feel better, and I hope I don't have more than just, like, some flu or something. But my whole family has suddenly become sick, and we're all worried. So with all of that, Hey, everybody, thanks. And go over to our Twitter at WS Marvel Comics. Follow us. We'll follow you back. Go to our website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com, and go, as I said, the Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdscience. Also, I'll throw out there, we have 
our Instagram that I'm starting to do more and more things, including actual putting reviews on the Instagram and not the website. It's kind of a little stupid thing that I'm doing, but that is Weird Science Comic. All this stuff will be in the show notes. You can click on all that stuff and go. And hey, if you want, please rate and review and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it. But that's it. Jason, thank you once again. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And we will talk to you next week. You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.